Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Diane Gaeta. She's an actress, she's a fine artist, a producer, and a mother of two. You can follow her on Instagram at Di Marshall Green. That's actually a long story. Uh, you know, hopefully that won't be her Instagram handle forever because she's in the midst of a, of a, of a divorce. And uh, that's kind of what our entire conversation is about. Listen, the other day I was scrolling through Instagram. I've been friends with Di for a very long time. She's a badass, very strong, intelligent, creative woman who I love and respect. And via Instagram, I found out that she found out that her husband was cheating on her. I thought she, she had the perfect life uh, carved out for herself, the perfect, picture-perfect Hollywood Tinseltown family, uh, you know, up-and-coming rising star actor husband. She's a fucking goddess. And it turns out she hired a private investigator uh, because her gut, she was, you know, even though he was saying no, 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 and gaslighting her, her gut told her, something is off. He's cheating on me. He's fucking cheating on me. They went through a very tumultuous relationship as it turns out. She hired a PI. He found out uh, and told Di that her husband, Logan Marshall Green, was cheating on her and she's fired, filed for divorce. And it's this is probably happening... I mean, this happened probably like 12 days ago. Not even. So I reached out to Di. I was like, holy fucking shit. I can't believe this. Uh, I watched this... I, I watched her speaking... Um, at this, uh, I don't know, a storytelling um, show recently, right after all this happened, and I saw the YouTube of her speaking, and it was so inspiring. It was just so completely inspiring, and her story is so important for all women, for all people, but I'm going to say it, for all women to hear, because it, it, it it's a story about when you give your power away, when you lose yourself in a relationship, when you don't follow your gut, when you put your life on the back burner, and it's about finding yourself again and having the strength and courage to know that you're going to be okay and everything is going to be okay uh, and, and it's okay to leave. So she came on the podcast and she tells me her story and I'm so excited to bring it to all of you. And uh, what else can I tell you? Follow her on Instagram at Green. And if you want to watch the YouTube video of her speaking, this really beautiful, inspiring talk. I mean, she, she tells the story on this podcast episode today, but uh, you know, there are more details, and you know, it, it's really worth watching this this uh, YouTube video of Di. Um, you can find it in her bio on her Instagram. And if it's been taken down because it's been it's being taken down because she's posted about finding out about the 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 affair and. Uh, and she put up the, the video link, but her her ex-husband, his people, his Tinseltown camp of people, um, have have taken down, you know, with all of her posts having to do with what's going on, and they keep taking down the link on her Instagram and her Instagram bio. So if you can't find it, just keep trying because she keeps reposting it and checks in every few hours to like, you know take her power back and fucking post the link that she's allowed to link. She's allowed to tell her story. Anyway, um, there's nothing really more to say. I just want you to hear uh, this conversation I have with, with Di. She's very strong. I'm sorry she's going through everything she's, she's going through, but I'm so happy that she's using her story and she's being brave enough and strong enough to get it out into the world because it's going to help so many people who have gone through the same thing, who are going through the same thing, and it may prevent you from going through that in the future. Anyway, 
let me tell you the pertinent podcast info I have to tell you every single week. Uh, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. It really helps me grow the show so I can keep having these incredible conversations with such inspiring, uh, amazing people like Di. And uh, if you want to advertise on this podcast, please send emails. Advertising inquiries should be sent to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Everybody, girls, girls in Los Angeles, if you're going to be in Los Angeles on April 27th, Saturday, April 27th, the final Saturday in April of 2019, I'm throwing a girls-only gathering called Girls' Night In. It's a night where women get together. It's basically uh, hanging out in the living room, having cocktails, like like an Al-Anon meeting, but with cocktails, where we all go around in a circle. I lead us off in the group, and uh, we all talk about what's going on in our lives, what we're spiraling over. It's basically like a a, a group big sister sesh, which I will explain in a moment. It's also kind of like a slumber party vibe, except nobody's sleeping over because we're all adults. And uh, it's almost like you, if you attend the event, uh, Girls Night In on the 27th, it's almost like you're on the Love Alexi podcast because, uh, you know, it's like we have a conversation about everything you're you're going through and, you know, whatever it is you need to express or are spiraling over or just maybe freaking out over or want to share about because, you know, I know I love talking and I know it makes me feel better to talk about whatever I'm struggling with. It makes me feel less alone to tell my story. It uh, makes me feel less alone to hear that other people have gone through the same thing. So if you'd like to go to Girls Night In on the 27th, it's from 7 to 10 p.m., Go to my Instagram page at Alexi Wasser. Uh, I posted about it. All you have to do to secure your spot is Venmo $25 to at Alexi Wasser. Set it to private. Include your telephone number, your Instagram handle, and uh, yeah, you've secured your spot. And I really hope to meet you and see you there because it's such a fun, cozy, cathartic night. And if you can't make it out or you're somewhere else in the country and uh, you would like a big sister session, that's where I I provide a service where I serve as the big sister you never knew you needed or wanted. It's kind of like a therapy session where I am your big sister giving you fantastic advice. All right. You tell me your whole story. I can put all of my attention on you. Every Anything you're going through, body dysmorphia, depression, love, sex, dating, relationship turmoil, family stuff, friend, a friend crisis, who knows what you're going through. If you want to schedule one of those, click the link in my Instagram bio at Alexi Wasser. You can always DM me on Instagram if you can't uh, if you can't figure it out, but I think you'll be able to figure it out. And uh, then we can have a one-on-one session via Skype wherever you are in the world. And you know what? Big sister sessions are actually open and available to both men and women. Unlike Girls Night In, uh, everybody can get a big sister session. So I think I've said all of it. What else could I really possibly tell you? Uh, I am going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with Diane Gata. We're podcasting with Di. <laughs> it's happening. We made it work. Okay. Oh, I am going to get cozy. Now you've made me oh, feel cozy. Okay. Yes. Oh my God. All right. Shoes are off. Started rolling. She took off her, her sexy shoes. They are very nice high heels. Um, well, I mean, God, I don't even want to interrupt your story. I just feel like... Uh, I just feel like you're going through a lot right now. I am. Well, should I say what we just said, which was Alexi just uh, explained to me that she's about to get a manicure to apologize for her one uh, unpainted nail. It's my gel fell off. It's disgusting. (laughs) And so I said to her, oh, that's okay. My nails look like I just dug my way out of a grave. And I did. 
did. She did. She's just dug herself out of a grave. Okay. I, I feel like I don't even need to say normally my podcast, I'm talking a lot, is conversation, all this and that. And like we should we should totally have that. Yes, but, let's have that. Well, we're gonna have that. Okay. But, but at the same time, you're here because all of this show, well, I'll, I'll set the stage. The other day, I'm at brunch with my boyfriend. He goes to, uh, and I actually talked about this in the intro, I think, to last week or the previous week. This only happened like a week ago, right? Yes. Oh, my God. I, this I think it's fresh. been like a little over a week. Yeah. This is fresh stuff. So, yeah, I'm, we're at brunch. He goes to the bathroom. I do that thing that people do where it's like the minute the person they're with goes to the bathroom, you take out your phone because you can't stand to be by yourself for a second. Totally. And I'm like looking at Instagram, of course, because I'm, I'm completely addicted. And then you're, you pop up in my feed and you're wiggling around in this cute, it's a boomerang, a boomerang <laughs> of you shimmying, looking hot as fuck and just like youthful and gorgeous. And, it, and I'm like, oh, she looks great. Boomerang. I don't usually like boomerangs, but I really like this boomerang. Then I read the caption and you're like, oh, you know, heartbreak, you, something I'm going to uh, paraphrase horribly, but it's like, you know, heartbreak doesn't mean you can stop working. You know, you're working, heartbreak whatever it's so lemons into lemonade you're turning lemons into lemonade and you got to keep going despite going through a heartbreak and i'm like heartbreak what the fuck is she heartbreak because i've met your ex-husband i knew you were in a relationship for a long yes. time i've seen you we've you know i've known you for many many years yes. and been aware that you're in a relationship uh in a marriage and i'm like oh my god what then i go to the the previous thing the previous post <laughs> and i read what you write about uh you've been cheated on you file for divorce. Yeah. All these things are happening. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Tell me everything. Because I, and I watched your YouTube. I watched you talking. Talk, where were you speaking the other day? I was speaking at um, Teatro Luna, which is a theater in Boyle Heights, which is like a part of Los Angeles, specifically like near downtown. That's like being gentrified currently, but it's very like Latino as a community and like really lovely. And these it's Latin women who'd gotten together, and it was a storytelling session called uh, Talking While Female, and it was Amor Prohibido, which is like prohibited love or bad love. And so they had written me on Instagram the day before and were like, this is a totally wild, out of left field shot, uh, but do you want to come and be like our opening performer tomorrow night at our like female storytelling session and I'm totally in a place where I'm like completely untethered I've gone rogue after being (laughs) I've gone rogue I've gone fucking rogue after like eight years of control I have no idea what's gonna happen tomorrow and so I was like yes why yes I do yeah I want to do that um, you can watch the YouTube video of the performance on my, or the talk on my Instagram page, which my handle is still at Di Marshall Green, even though my name is Diane Gata. It's also because my account is verified. And so Instagram support has to like make the approval to change the account name. I can't just do it on edit my profile. So it's why it's still at Di Marshall Green. So right now it's still at Di Marshall Green. Maybe it will be at, I think it's like Di Gata. We'll see. Yeah. But you can just search Diane Gata and you'll find it. And it's in a link in my bio, the YouTube video of Boy- the Boyle Heights uh, woman session. Yeah, definitely go watch that because, and I've just actually, you know, it, it will be gone by the time this podcast episode comes out, but I just linked to it on my Insta stories. Oh, cool. And uh, because when, when I watched, you know, I already I was shocked. I was texting our mutual friends or just one and uh, <laughs> we'll remain nameless, but he doesn't really need to. It doesn't matter. It's our mutual friend. Yes. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. What's going on? I thought, I thought they were perfect because you always think everybody's perfect. You never I know you, you do. You never know what's going on in somebody else's relationship. And then I watched uh, you speaking and I just, yeah, you know, I had to DM you and go like, holy fuck, we, are you willing to talk about this on my podcast? Because I think your story is so inspiring and I've gone through it in relationships, not to the level that you have or in mm-hmm. different ways. And every woman has been like gaslit and controlled or just in a toxic thing, but you're 
you stay in it too long or mm-hmm. just tell me your story. Tell me, tell, I'm going to stop talking and get out of the way. I always want you, what happened? Um, well, I guess, I mean, there's so much, I mean, you know, like, uh, but I think to keep it like kind of linear or what I'm like discovering now um, that I'm not in it is like, First of all, I think like everybody talks about gaslighting right now as like a topic of conversation because like people are like, oh, Trump is gaslighting the country and like he's gaslighting us and <clears throat> sorry if I'm offending anyone. But in terms of it being like a term, uh, it's being used a lot in like the um, public domain. And the thing about gaslighting actually that to me, I feel like what what the lies in the media that happen like Trump and those things is is not really gaslighting because we're all experiencing it collectively as a community. And so even though some people believe it and some people don't, it's like we're all in it together. The thing about being gaslit in a relationship is that you're totally alone. And you you really like you don't have anyone to turn to. And so the thing that really happens with gaslighting, which is what almost happened to me, this man almost took my sanity. I was right at the brink. I legit got out of this relationship right before my parachute exploded and I fucking hit the ground because um, we were just at like a critical mass and the, the cheating had become so flagrant that it was like he'd gotten so sloppy with it that it was like almost flagrant. And I was literally at a place in my life where I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I have given everything else up to this man. I have literally like give every, every part of me he wanted to take, I gave it. Um, because I wanted to stay in this marriage and I wanted to have a happy home. And like, I come from a child, I'm a child of divorce. And like my dad left when I was like a baby actually. And, and so all growing up, I had this dream that I would get married and have this family and I would have a dog and two kids. And I had that and a cat and and, and I was willing to do almost anything to keep it. And the weird thing about that when you live with someone who's like a narcissist is that the more that you share about yourself and divulge and the more vulnerable you are, what you're really doing is teaching them essentially how to undo you. Oh my God, you're so right. So you think you're sharing and getting close and they're just cataloging for themselves all of the ways in which they're going to be able to control you later. Like what, what finger they can stick into that hole and like root around in. And you don't know it at the time that it's happening. And the thing about narcissists is they're super charming in the beginning. Like they're really good. I mean, that's the thing I have learned. My other rule of thumb is don't commit to anything in a relationship prior to like a year. What do you mean? Well, I married this man in two months. Okay. So I married him in the like height of the like super honeymoon phase and like full court press and like flowers and fruit and apples and poetry and mailed postcards and like phone calls and 7 million text messages. And like, that's when we got married. Oh my God. And then to me, I'm so fucked up. I'm just like, that sounds incredible. I'm like, that's exactly what I want. If I don't get that, I've been in my relationship for a little over a year and I'm like, and it's healthy and moves at a slow pace. And for me that I was like, what is this? Like moving so slow. Cause I love codependence of and course. I love toxicity. And cause I'm like, Oh, I'm really feeling something. This is passion as opposed to like having boundaries and learning about each other and taking it slow and getting to know anyway. So anyway, go on. So, no, but that's true. I so mean, that's two months. Yes. Yeah, so two months. So like, also, the narcissist is at their best at two months, so you really can't recognize those qualities because they seem super empathetic and like super kind. Even this girl that he was that he that I ultimately found out he had cheated on me with, she wasn't even the only one. Oh my god! The reason we were quote unquote like separating and why I had asked him to like leave the house, which is how he was at a motel with this girl, is because I had found all these like um, photos on his iPad and his like deleted album because I just knew something was off, and there were like very compromising photos that he had taken of himself. Of himself? Yeah, like... Yeah. You know, like... 
Dick pics. Dick pics. Oh my god! Like and he like and photo and like a video of him masturbating that he oh. did in the bathtub. Who did he send that to? None I don't know. Who cares? Not okay. this girl though. Oh boy! Because I met her for coffee. You did? <laughs> you know I did. Oh my god! Okay, I love it. Did you actually like her? Um, you probably no. Like her. I, okay. I didn't <laughs> like her only because I mean I feel bad saying that because I feel like maybe there's a universe in which she's sweet, but of course like. You know, she cheated on me with my husband. Whether she knowingly, knowingly did it, he definitely had snowed her as well. And she didn't know about this other girl that he had sex with in his car in a parking garage. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but this girl knew. This girl that knew. he had coffee with, knew that he was married, with kids, I had mean, a family. That's said fucked. That he said that he was divorced. But I'm also like, there's no way that you believed that when he's like paying for your meals in cash, talking to you on WhatsApp, having you block his wife and her friends in a motel with a suitcase. Like... I was like, just so you know, FYI, like a divorced dad has his own place with like weird lonely dad food in his kitchen and like a room for his kids. And like that guy is divorced. And so like, yes, divorced dads should be allowed to date. Yeah. But like that is what a divorced dad yeah. looks like. FYI for everybody, yeah. for future, that's a divorced dad. Yeah. Now we're out there. We know that's what it looks like. That's what my ex-husband will look like at some point. Yeah. So have at him, ladies. Yeah. Please enjoy. But you marry him. Okay, two months. Yeah. Everything's heightened. Keep going. Um, and I mean, the reason that I'm talking about it, because I'm definitely in that weird territory of overshare, but I don't, I don't really think that that is a thing anymore. I'm like, because... Ultimately, what happened to me if I had if I had seen I actually that's not true. I just saw like Mandy Moore did something. I'm not sure if she gave the article the article to us, like if she gave them the interview or who she gave it to. Oh, right about Ryan Adams. Oh my god, yeah. I so I, I, saw, I don't know what you're talking about though. Which one? I know the story. There's an Us Weekly. Okay. That she was on the cover of, and maybe she didn't actually share her story with them because they are sort of tabloidy, even though they're kind of nice. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, but I didn't I didn't open it and read it. I saw the the cover at my hairdressers kind of when all this was going down and she talked about like on the cover, like the bullet points were like emotional abuse, like stealing my light, like ruining my career and like making me feel crazy, whatever, those kinds of things. And it was Mandy Moore who we all think of as like super beautiful and super kind. America's like, sweetheart. hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. I've always like thought she was really epic. And just the fact that someone that I always thought of as very sweet was like coming forward with this very unsweet, very real, very like fucking different story. It made me feel like, I was like, no, I mean, I'm not Mandy Moore and I know that, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm my own woman too. And I'm an artist and I'm an actress. And like, honestly, I'm way more minimized than I would have been had I been out in the world on my own two feet because I agreed to tie myself up for this man because I wanted to have like this marriage that I feel like we are taught when we meet like Prince Charming, you know what I mean? Like much, I feel like what happened to Mandy Moore, even though I haven't really read her story. It's also, I think it's the New York Times also. I think she spoke to that. It's like, that's what I I mean. It's like the New York Times feels more like Mandy Moore too. Oh yeah. But also, but, but it's out there everywhere. It's out there. And you're right. It's like, that was really inspiring. Cause you're like, holy fuck. Cause she, she seems, I'll say this, not you, I don't think you're saying this, but I always thought of her as like, oh, she's so goody goody. And she would never like, she would probably bite her tongue. That's what I mean. It feels like very violation of corporate law, like corporate rules of like, keep everything clean. Everything's nice and above board. Like it feels like we're getting real and dirty and sharing and like lifting the veil. Lifting the veil. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like I will say like, I mean, thousands of people have reached out to me, yeah. like more than I could ever answer over my DMs and they keep getting erased actually because the DMs get so full, you yeah. know, like, and, but so many people that, that feel like inspired and like girlfriends of mine from high school have called me and been like, I was quoting you the other day or like, I said this to my, like my new boyfriend about my ex-husband and like, it made me feel not alone. And, and, and honestly, like 
I've always been told I'm really strong and I'm, I'm like a strong woman. I have always heard that. And I don't know what that means when you're in it. Cause it's not anything I'm trying to do. And like, Lord knows it can be really fucking tiring to be a strong woman. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm like, I don't, I just want to like lean in for one second and like, just have someone hold on to me just for a minute, you know? Yeah. But, um, but you know, we soldier on and like, I am a survivor and I've survived a lot in my life at this point. And that was the thing at the, ultimately at the end of this marriage, when it was getting so flagrant, it really felt like he was coming for my sanity. Like he really, he was gaslighting me to a point And I was like, couldn't understand what was happening. Cause I'm like, I kicked this man out because I discovered that he had an indiscretion in his car with a girl who wasn't ultimately the girl that he wound up with in the surveillance videos anyway, who I added on my Instagram. I was like, but I don't understand. Like he's supposed to be trying to come back. Like I made him leave because of this infidelity and agreed to go to reconciliation therapy. And like, you know, he's coming over every day and like, you know, helping me with the kids. And we're going to go to like lunch with them and go to the park. And we're like giving our son a bath. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Cause he's like, cause then why is he not trying to come home? Yeah. And, and he was making it more and more about my issues. And now that he was away from me, like my trust issues and my blah, blah, you know, like all these things that I'm sort of finally, Higher and you and I guess you'd have to watch my YouTube video to sort of get the other side of the story that I definitely don't feel like delving back into. Right now. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you don't have and to. And I could. I mean, like if it gets to it organically, but I don't need to like repeat myself. Oh, I feel like. about with with can we say his name? Sure, let's um, say his name. Yeah. Logan Marshall Green. Logan Marshall Green. So you're talking about okay. So and on Instagram he's at LMG. Oh, he changed it? No, it's still like E L E M G Y. Oh. Yep. Okay. Um, um so you don't want to get into the suicide attempt? Yeah. You or the have, abuse? The abu- you don't have to get into any of that. No, I mean, look, it was definitely not the first time. I mean, it had happened one other time before. I, when, wanna, I do want to tell my, my listeners in a way, or, or so it's like linear, because I know I feel like we're all over the place. We are a little bit. Like, yeah. We're a little... All, oh, okay, so... We could finish the one part, I think. Finish that one part of like, of you're trying to work it out, and he's not trying yeah, to come home. And he was, and he sort of stopped trying to come home, but he wasn't. And then I'd be like, "Are you seeing someone?" And then he would get into like, "You're so crazy. I'm, I'm away taking space for myself to get like away from your issues, and I'm going to write my script, and I'm working on something for the family." And then I start being like, "Oh, okay. Oh my god." And as women, when we're told we have issues or we're told we're crazy because we're so programmed, especially like I feel like '80s babies, we didn't grow up like I feel like the women who are born now are born in like the 2000s. It's like a different story for them a yeah, little bit. Yeah, '80s. But, babies. You're so right. Or we take on the responsibility. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yes. It is me. I must be crazy. Oh 100%. God, I'm so sorry. Because we were also raised like kind of in the wild west where like parents were still a little bit nuts. Like yeah. they like drank in the car and you didn't wear a seatbelt and children you know, of divorce. Yeah. yeah. Children Cocaine, of divorce, like yeah. latchkey kids. Exactly. Latchkey kids. Yeah. I was a latchkey kid. A lot of people kid. don't even know that. Yeah. yeah. Like waiting by a payphone with a pager. Yeah. yeah. Or like letting yourself in the house and no, there was no nanny or babysitter because yeah. no one gave a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you had to, you, there was crackers in the cabinet. And then the internet and, like, pops up. We're like, what's this all about? Anyway. Okay. We lived before cell phones. Yeah. Like the computer. Keep going. Yeah. So anyway, um, you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yes. And it wasn't, so finally it was just like, and I said this in my talk, but like I knew that he had met this one girl on WhatsApp. I mean, I think he was talking to multiple girls on WhatsApp at this point, but he was constantly online on WhatsApp and he would literally leave our house after being like, good night, good night, die. And I'm like, Good night. And he would leave and then he would like go on WhatsApp immediately because I was like running upstairs like to my phone, like looking on WhatsApp like a crazy person. And I was like, how can he be online again already? He just left our house. And so I finally woke up one morning and I was like, I'm going to hire a private detective, like a private investigator, um, which fa- felt insane. It felt super wild to be like thinking about doing that. But, um, 
but my parents are attorneys. My oh, stepdad God. is a judge. Oh, wow. So I was definitely, my mom was the person who never throws anything away or like make sure it's cataloged because like it might be useful in the future and like we're creating a case. She's always creating a case. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, it popped into my mind and I was like, I said this in my talk, I'm, I Googled and the first one popped up on Yelp and it had like <laughs> super positive reviews. And I called them and they, you know, their whole MO is your peace of mind, yeah. which literally felt like the universe speaking to me through the telephone because I was like, oh my God, peace of mind. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like fantastic. And so... Because um, your gut was telling you one thing. My, and my gut has been saying that for years. How long for, were, you, were you together for? We were, we're in our eighth year of marriage. Eighth year of marriage. Yeah. We've been married for seven. We're in our eighth. Okay. And um, it's been going on for a really long time. It's definitely been going on at least since like 2015. And actually a friend of mine, uh, a friend of ours, our mutual friend from New York, uh, he called me the other day and told me like, he was like, I never wanted to tell you this, but like back in 2015 when there was like that Ashley Madison leak. Yeah. Logan's email was on it. Really? And that would have been like when I was pregnant with our son. God, why didn't he tell you? I don't know. And I asked him that. And he was like, well, I didn't know. And I didn't want to get involved. People don't want to get involved. People don't want to get involved. People don't want to get involved. And I think that's what's like, if there is an uncomfortable element about what I'm doing now, it's the like idea of people don't want to get involved. Yeah. And partly why I am doing this too is because like this man is a public figure and he has made a lot of his image and career, especially in the past couple of years on our family. You know, posting pictures on Instagram of me, of the kids, like making this reputation as a really good dad and family man. And it felt like the last, the last insult for him to sort of like dramatically cheat on me. And I was like, no, you don't get to walk out of here with that being your story because he was going to come for my sanity. I know exactly what he was going to do. We were going to get divorced. First of all, he was never going to divorce me. He was going to leave me in the area of like, we're separated and still going to therapy for as long as he could keep me there whilst, you know, having potentially even a new girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like either of the girls, who knows, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and he was going to leave it to me to sort of, because then the door is open, right? Like if he ever wants to come back, I'm spinning like a top in my house, like totally waiting for this man to return. No idea what happened to my life and to leave me. You know, people would have said, because a lot of people in the industry really like us as a couple. And, you know, I'm very gregarious. I love people, you know, like, and I feel like I've been a good sort of social face for him for a long time. And I was happy to do that. I was happy to be his like pretty gregarious wife who like made people feel welcomed and warmed because he's, that's not his wheelhouse, you know, like, and, um, and it was just that, that thing where I was like, you know, he is going to, people are going to say to him like, oh my God, you and I and like the kids, what happened? Because if he's a family man and he's 40, you know, almost 43, like with these kids and whatever, it kind of, what else would you be wanting? You know what I mean? Like you have everything. So, yeah. so why would that not work out? It's true. And, and he would have said, cause he'd already said it to one of our friends, mutual friends. He would have said, oh, she's crazy. She has major issues. She has trust issues. He actually did say to someone that I was trying to piggyback off of his career, which when he said that, I was like, it really hit me in the heart because I was like, wow, how can you say that about me? Like, I'm your wife. And like, yeah, we're in the same industry. Yes, of course. If there was something that he could have like helped me with or like if there's a small part in something like, yeah, hook me up. I'm home all the time running your house. Holding on the fort. Yeah, taking care of your kids. Like I'm happy to work and do fun things when the opportunity arises. And just that he had said that about me, and first of all, I went back to my name, Diane Gaeta, which I had gone to Diane Marshall Green not 
because I thought he was so famous that I needed to be a Marshall Green. He wasn't. I know. But well, in his own mind, he is. But because Mm. like. (laughs) Yeah. No, but because you love him and you're dedicated to him. Yes, and because I wanted us to be the Marshall Greens. Yeah. That was like totally this childhood dream. And I like, my kids both have Marshall Greens as their last name. And I was like, yes, we're doing this. I was all in. Yeah, for the love and family of it all. Why not? Of course. And to be a team. And that's the thing is when you were with someone who's a narcissist too, like there is no team. It's it's you and supporting them and them. And I mean, look, there's so many things that he said to me that if I were to repeat them, you know what I mean? Like they would just be so. We're ready. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't want to exploit you. Yeah. I don't, you know, you don't, don't talk about anything you don't want to talk about. If you know you don't want to talk about it, don't say just, it. But, but, but just like, like, I'm happy to hear every detail. Of like, like we're at a brunch right now having mimosas. I mean, we're not. Yeah, like but, this man used to walk past me in the hallway and he would go, You know how lucky you are to be Logan Marshall Green's wife? Oh, really? Yes. Was he kidding? No, I mean, he probably was okay. kind of kidding. <laughs> yeah. But it would be so out of nowhere. And my response was always like kind of to be shocked and also to be like, oh my do God. you know how lucky you are to be Diane Gata's husband? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I just feel like the reason I feel like it's important to share and like, I wish we could do like a talk back, but just like, because I actually am a really strong woman. I really am. I, I am a survivor. I've been through a lot. I know what it's like to be a single mom. And I, now that the veil has been lifted, as you say, like the wool is off my eyes, honestly, seeing the hard proof, seeing the photos of him walking into dinner with this girl who was wearing his sweatshirt. Oh, gross. Yeah. And actually when I told him I knew in therapy, cause we had couples therapy the next day, cause the funny thing is we've been going to therapy and he'd been fucking gaslighting me in therapy. And there I, it's, and I realized like, oh, therapy is so interesting. Cause if couples therapy isn't used correctly, the other partner can actually use it to control you. Oh my God. Like how exactly? Like what? Because like would... I would be pouring my guts out and being like honest and trying to be like, and he'd be like, yeah, that does, is a problem she has. And like, but, and then I'd be like, but it feels like you're seeing someone. And he'd be like, I'm not, I'm not. Nope. Nope. And that's, again, dies issues. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. so you're in therapy with the, and the therapist can only go on what she's being told. That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, Fuck. she's not a psychic, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I'm sure she can recognize behaviors, but it's an easy way to sort of like continue to bind yourself up. Um, God, you just feel like you're going crazy. You your just feel like you're one going thing, crazy. That's what gaslighting being, is. It's so horrible. Yeah. And I, that's why I said to every woman out there, trust your gut because my gut has known for many years. It's part of what's made me feel so crazy because my head and my heart are connected. Are connected. And, and I'm listening to him and I want to believe him. That's the thing is, I actually think it's my heart and not my head that fucked me so thoroughly in some ways because I really had this great love for him. Like I really, I wanted him to be the man that he promised he was going to be. I wanted him to be that. I wanted him to be greater. I wanted to help him expand. I wanted him to be better. I wanted him to like be all the things that he inherently understood to tell me he was going to be. And, and I just, I wanted our family to be real and I wanted the marriage to be real and I wanted the love to be real. Yeah. And, but my head was the one that knew differently. And so that's, I mean, in my gut, of course, is like your, your intuition, but I went against it for a really long time. And the thing is, is it, I, now I realize that it was many, many years of being broken down by this kind of behavior. And he got me to a place where I was so weakened that I think he really thought he was going to be able to like kind of flagrantly cheat on me. And I wasn't going to leave at that point. Yeah. And that would have really been my undoing. Cause the one thing I have is a Latin woman and this comes from my mother, but like, I'm very loyal to a fault, like loyal, almost like to a fault, but you can't cheat on me. 
Like I have some weird line. Apparently it's not hitting, (laughs) but like I have some weird line on cheating of just like not being disrespected in that fundamental way. Cause I was like, at this point, this man has just taken so much from me that he's not going to take that too. Yeah. And there was something that rose of me and I warned him so many times. I said, don't cheat on me. No matter what you do, like just don't cheat on me. Like come to me, have a conversation with me first because I will turn on you. I will click over into some other thing. I will never be able to look back. Like the, the, the idea, the picture is broken for me. You know what I mean? Like all the things I'm willing to endure and accept and like work on and take to make it work. The idea of, of cheating, like another woman, like of even romancing someone else. I'm done. Oh God. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. I'm done. And I looked at those photos and it was like something within me totally clicked and switched over and I was done. Yeah. And then I could really look back and see what I've been doing, like what I tied myself up to and how many of us do the same thing because we want the idea of this relationship. And we're used to things not being equitable as women. We're used to doing more work as women because we are very capable. And giving up stuff. And putting stuff, our lives on the back burner, our our goals and all this. And and sometimes, I know for me in situations, I've, I've... Act, I've done it without even somebody asking me to do it. Mm-hmm. I'll just voluntarily like put my shit on the back burner mm-hmm. and I've got to watch myself. I've got to be like, no, 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 you got to prioritize yourself, let alone being in relationships where, where like, yeah, you are being forced to make a decision, you know? So there are two types of things where we either voluntarily put our life on the back burner or, or yeah, I don't know, choose love and go with somebody who just has, we give our power to, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but No, you are. I mean, that's what I think it really is too, is like, it's just, and I think that there's this idea too for women that, that being single is somehow bad bad. Yeah, yeah, or shameful, especially as you get older. And to be honest, like I'm way cooler now than I ever have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm way more like, we're finally hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. I've been wanting to hang out for ages. You're always busy. Oh, you have children. Yeah, I was you always children. busy running uh, the house. I know. By the way, you're like the third friend that said that to me. Oh. My friend Megalyn Echikumaki, I'm shouting you out, my my. She oh. was, I was at dinner she's with an her. She's an actress, right? Yeah, she's yeah. dope. I love her. I don't me know too. her, but I love her. No, yeah. she's amazing. I was at dinner with her the other night and I was like, you're back. My my, you're back. And we hugged and she was like, girl, I didn't go anywhere. You've been fucking busy. You've been busy like being a studio maker in that house, yeah. like running things for that dude. And I, I couldn't see you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you're totally right. Yeah. So you're actually like the second friend of mine that's like said that to me in like a week. Yeah. So so it's not bad to be single. No. Oh, also, I just want to say really quickly, I love, because you were saying this before uh, and in the in the video that you can, on the YouTube video people can watch where it's like, I love that you're out and about uh, you know, untethered, 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 <laughs> oversharing or whatever you want to say. I don't yeah. think it's oversharing, but just sharing, sharing, sharing. It's great because yeah. Why should you just wear this? Al- like where you're saying, like he has to wear it shame. too. He has to wear it. He has too. to wear the shame because, because you're right. Even, even though I don't even really know him, I've met him a few times. Yeah. Uh, I, I even listen, even listening to a podcast with like, uh, the Kusama woman who oh, made, I love her. who made that movie. Karin. Karen Kusama. Karen Kusama. So she made the movie. What's it called? The Invitation. The Invitation. Not to uh, you know plug a movie that. Uh, but Car- you can in. plug Karen's movie anytime. She's well, dope. So he stars in the Invitation. Yep. Your your now ex husband and uh, and 
on this podcast where she was being interviewed, where Karin was being interviewed, she was like, oh, you know, I met with Logan and like, he just wanted, and, and she described him as like a good family man. Yes. So he's on, I think it was, it was maybe it was Mark Maron's podcast or whoever's podcast, but it just painted him as this guy who's like, he wanted to be in LA. He wanted to just be with you and, and the kids and just really, so it's like, yeah, that is, you're right to say, because I, that that's this image, that's his yes. image that he's got going on there. And then everything I'm hearing now that we're learning about him is like completely the opposite of that image that, that he's projecting that other people are projecting for him, you know, like, well, it's so how good he's that gotten, it shattered. You yeah, know? exactly. Cause that's what he's gotten a lot from. And just because he was going to burn me to leave, as I said, he was going to tell everyone he left me because I was crazy. crazy. That was, yeah. he had to, that was going to be his out because otherwise it was not understandable. Or he's a dick. It means he's he a dick and bad. he can't leave and take responsibility for any of those actions. Yeah. He can't separate from me because he wants to start like, openly sleeping with other people or whatever it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like that he did something bad that, yeah. that warrants... He can't own that because that isn't a good look. There's not a lot of people in our community who would go like, oh, that's cool and your kids are at home and like your wife is still at home and like... And he has us as a family. Like we're all pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the kids are really great. Like how many kids do you guys have? We have two kids have two and they're kids. both super lovely. They're very sweet. They're like very beloved. How old? They're four and eight. Four and eight. Actually, no, sorry. They just turned five and nine. Their birthdays are a week apart. Yeah. And like a Tenny's birthday is a day before mine. Um, but they're just, it's, we were, and we were super like, I mean, the funny thing is like the kids and I actually weren't like participating in any charade. Like the kids and I were like super in it and we're really genuine. And like the kids and I are really doing all the things you see in those photographs. And you know what I mean? Like my daughter really has that style and that's who she is. And like, you know, our son is super funny and like we're all really authentic. And like the only actor in that family was my husband who yeah. like who actually now lifts out pretty easily in a lot of ways because he travels so much and was always like doing his own thing now now I realize things like when he was dropping the kids off at my mom's to go to the gym he was actually heading off to that parking garage um oh my oh, can we take us back to <sighs> you, you met him how because you met him because you, I actually met him because I was producing a movie at the time we're starting from the beginning and we're going through we're gonna hit the highlights or low lights or whatever you want to call okay. them of like how you met how him, I met into the, the situation the, how, you how I how I was fooled by a narcissist and gaslit for years yes. until I finally escaped with my sanity intact. Yeah, thank God. By Diane Gata. You're stronger for it. And like, <laughs> but okay, so you met, it's a beautiful thing. Then I want to touch on when it started going weird. Just like, take me through it up until now. All right, go. I'm going to relax. Okay. <laughs> I'm, all right. Um, I'm going to try not to name any other names. Uh, I met him uh, because I was producing a movie called Other People's Children and we had offered him the lead role. And I met him in the producer meeting as a producer. And I tried my best to be professional, but he was very, you know, he's very attractive and he's very charming, 100%. I don't think he's attractive anymore. Now when I see him, I look, think he looks like a scumbag. But I mean, at the time, I was definitely fooled by his like kind of brooding intensity and like, you know, his wolfishness. And, um, and uh, you know, we just, I was in a very vulnerable place emotionally, like coming out of something else that was also super kind of tragic and dramatic. Do we want to talk about that or no? No, I let's don't. Leave like, I can't, the, let's, I can't mix them up. One thing at a time. But I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, I definitely about it, yeah. have been a target up until this point for that kind of personality type. I will say the one thing that I am really proud about because I have been pretty loud, like, and my hashtag has been like, get loud, hashtag single Latina, hashtag drag him, yeah. which I really liked. Me too. <laughs> that gave me so much joy. Yeah. Because people kept using, they would be like, drag him. I know. I was like, like, drag yeah. him. It really makes <laughs> you feel something. I've never been felt so much from a hashtag. You know what I mean? I mean, I was like, oh, fuck, we're dragging him. Okay. We are, we're dragging yeah. him. Okay, keep um, going. But um, 
Uh, you're saying that the other thing you're leaving, you're separating that you had their past. Oh, yeah. But I was going to say the thing about being sort of so out about it is, um, I'm definitely never going to attract this personality type again. Cause anybody who's like a sick with secrets narcissist is not going to want to touch me with a 10 foot pole. So okay. like that makes me super excited. Yeah. So like, yes, I fixed my radar, I believe. And like, I am my own woman, but I also am no longer going to be of interest. I'm not quiet and I'm not meek and I'm not damaged. I'm not vulnerable. I'm not those things. I might still be damaged, but like, I'm, I'm not those other I'm things. I'm totally damaged. Fuck yeah. And we're great. And we're great. But, oh, you're saying even just, but not being meek about your story and what happened and, well, co- and just getting like out not there? being in general. Like I feel like vulnerable, I, I was in a vulnerable place and I feel like because I wore the shame of my last situation, oh, yeah. it makes you really internal and like it makes you easily, like you want to be saved. Yeah. Like you have this feeling of like, I need to be saved like from you're my weak. situation. Like, like you're weak, weak and you need to be saved. Yes. Now you're not meek. Now you're I'm coming not, out. You're telling your yes. story. You're being really strong. So yes. now people will be like, oh fuck, that's the girl who did the, who, oh wow, she's scary. I'm not going <laughs> to, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to fuck with her. Exactly. But yeah. Nobody's going to fuck with you now. Okay. Keep going. So um, you meet him in the meeting. Yeah, and we and it started this like very intense, very swift courtship where I was very like taken off my feet and told I was like the one and the dream and like you know all the things that we as women like want to hear, like very classic intense high drama romance. And you know, he felt a lot like a savior and he came in for me and my daughter and I was like, "Yay, my hero." And because I had had um a traumatic previous situation as well. Like the idea that I was I'm being rewarded by the universe with this good guy is really how I felt. And so I um, very quickly like signed up for it and very quickly tied myself to him and and very quickly started changing a lot of things about myself. Like, like what? Um, like he didn't like me to drink and so I would never drink. Like for two years, I didn't have anything, not even a glass of wine, not even alone with my friends away from him because I knew he didn't like it. Wow. And... Um, you know, things like he forbade our daughter from entering our bedroom because like that was his space. And so she'd have to like stand at the threshold to talk to us. And she was like two and that kind of broke my heart. And just certain things that like I, that even my girlfriends who were very close to me at the time were sort of like, die, what's happening? But I was like, no, I no, I'm in. I found my savior. I found the one. I'm the one. I'm a dream. And this is, we're married and me and my daughter and we're all, we're family and we're going to family. Blah. And we had originally like said we were going to have a baby three years in. And then like six months in, he was like, nope, you're getting pregnant. We're having a baby. And I was like, okay, which I have no regrets about because I'm absolutely obsessed with my son and it wouldn't have been this exact human being at any other time. So everything worked out the way it should have. Um, But I think that that's like, I mean, I guess that would be like my first big red flag to you is like to you, general you women is like when someone tries to start changing things about you right away or like putting on restrictions or rules, the second they feel like you're in, not when you're like in the phase of being quartered, but when it feels like you've actually flipped over into being like owned somewhat. Um, When all, if if that starts coming with a lot of changes, that should be a big red flag, big red flag, because it's just the beginning. And the thing about you know, I'm an optimist. I would have to be because I wouldn't be intact and have survived to this point with like, you know, minimal, minimal damage. Yeah. <laughs> a lightly scraped package. Um, you know, like without being an optimist. Cause, and I, I believe this a lot. If you are older in your life and you're an optimist, it's by choice because we've all seen enough yeah. to not be a fucking optimist even in our thirties, you yeah. can easily not be. So if you are, it's by choice. And, and a lot of survivors are actually optimists, people who have gone through things because it what gets you to the next point. But in some ways it can be used against you. Like for me, I was always hoping to return to that place of the beginning. 
And I think that that's the other thing is like, as women, we hold on to a lot, a lot of like to the dreams or the picture. Like I'm totally responsible for the being fooled by the picture as well. Like, I mean, a lot of people have been like, oh, you guys looked so perfect. And I'm like, I thought so too. Like I was definitely into my part of like preserving that picture. And I, I'm good because I'm an optimist at like putting the ugly things aside, not reveling in them, not letting them get me down, like waiting for that new day and like hoping for that next change. And, and, um, and, uh, uh, so I think, so then, you know, I I mean, look, we've been, we've been married for, you know, seven years and it's had a lot of ups and downs. Of course, having a baby came with all of its own ups and downs, uh, in terms of like the more responsibility and more workload, things that aren't really fun for anybody, but I think particularly for like the narcissistic personality are really difficult because it really is having to give up and compromise a it's lot of yourself. It's not about them. It's yeah. not about them. But you're six months in. You said you're going to have a baby at three yeah. years. You're six months in. He wants you to get pregnant. You get pregnant. Yep. And then take us from there. Well, and it sort of was the timing was I had just wrapped other people's children, which I had been the lead in. And so it sort of took away from me, which is fine again, because I don't want to say that I love my son because I don't. But no, the, no, the nobody's tool saying of it that. was, yeah. yeah, that like the whole time when I would have been able to use sort of the potential from the movie being edited and being finished. when Because this is the thing, there's a time in the industry before something is finished where you don't know how it's going to be. So it has the potential, like people could talk about it like it's going to be amazing or maybe it won't be, but you just don't know. And in that time of potential is when there's a lot of opportunity because people are like, yeah, you just wrapped that. Like, sure, come like audition for this or maybe we want you for this or whatever it could be. There's a, there's a time for opportunity and potential because yeah. the end result could be bad. And then there is no more yeah, opportunity or potential. When the movie comes out, if they don't it like sucks. it, they're like, yes. oh, but you have all this chance in between before the... You I, have I, all this chance. Oh, I know. All about so that. that's yeah. what it was. It was like the idea of sort of taking away from me what would have been potentially, as I said, the time for opportunity. And and so I missed all of that because I was pregnant. So And then the movie came out. And I actually am really proud of the film. And we made it for like $350,000. Wow. So it's like a total achievement for that. Um, but it's not a perfect film. And, you know, like... It didn't do potentially what it could have done, you know what I mean, like press wise or whatever, you know, like, and I still think it's really great and worth watching, but, um, you know, it wasn't the stepstone or the leap that I would have wanted it to be. And especially because I'd been pregnant the entire time it was being edited. And by the time it came out, I had just had the baby. So there was like, you know, I was still in that place of not even being ready to hit the ground anyway. And the thing is, I was happy to take myself out of the game, so to speak, um, and have a baby, another baby for us because I thought we were a team. Yeah. And we, I had a, we had a common dream. We both want to be actors. You know what I mean? Like I also want to be an artist. I like producing, you know, like uh, he would go on to write and direct something. And when he wanted to write and direct something, I was a hundred percent his support, gave him every opportunity. Like, Oh, you need to write outside, take the kids. I'll take the kids. You go to your office, like whatever you need to achieve your dream. And it was never the same in reverse. It was never the, any time he had an easy opportunity to like get me this meeting or, you know, tell me about this or like ask for this favor, whatever it could have been just to involve me. He wouldn't do it because he didn't want to mix the two. He wanted to be, as he did say to me one time, the the star in the relationship. Okay. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, And that's tough because that's not what I signed up for. I wanted to be a team. A partnership, a team. Yeah. A partnership, compromise. Sometimes it's about you. Sometimes it's about me. Sometimes it's about the kids. Sometimes it's about, you know, like it's, it's, it's a shared existence. And the thing is, at a certain point as a woman, I think you make so many agreements and so many sacrifices. And of course, because I had another baby, like I wasn't making any money and I'm like at home now. And the more that sort of gets taken away from you, the more that someone like that can use it against you. Like where, you know, like when I would threaten to leave, he would be like, where are you going? Like, where are you going? Who's going to want you? You like are almost 40. You have two kids and no money, no job. Where are you going? And that is really like... It's real. It's real. 
Because like th- those aren't lies. That's those scary. are also sort of facts as well. And you know what I mean? Scary. Like, and it's scary. It's really scary. And so I started to get into this place of fear. You can't go anywhere. You, you yeah, can't. This is it for you. I'm, t- I'm done. Exactly. I'm tied to this man. And the more that he told me that and the more I internalized it, the smaller I became, the more it became true because I was more and more afraid of like using my voice, being my own woman, afraid of how I was coming across what did people think of me? Like, you know, the more and more you go into your own mind. And that's why doing something like going out on stage at the Teatro Luna, and I had no plan. Um, I knew I wanted to try to share this, the abuse and suicide attempts only because I was like, I have a chance to use the platform for something impactful. And I've already done the salacious tea. And I already shared a little more of like, you know, um, sort of why it was a worse situation even than that, like, oh, two actors, because it's not. It was like uh, our daughters, one of our daughters teaches at ballet, you know what I mean? Like at a school for children. Yeah. Um, but I was like, if I can't use this platform now to share something even more real, something hard, something that we don't talk about, but that I know I'm not the only person that's experienced, then I've wasted an opportunity to use the voice and the strength that I've been given that have helped me get to this point. And because I was so it was something I was so conditioned to be afraid of. Like he would use it against me in fights, you know, like, oh, you're so crazy. You tried to kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we'll explain to my listeners if they have not watched the video and they don't know. So just take us back a little bit. So you, how far into the relationship were you when you first thought he was cheating and then, and then started gaslighting you about it? Oh, very early on. I would say like five months in. Five months in. Yeah. He was doing a play with someone and I found like pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of text messages between the two of them where the relationship seemed so inappropriate. And she was talking to him in a way that like I wouldn't have dared speak to him. You know what I mean? Like, like um, how? You don't like, yeah, like just really like uh, mean, aggressive, no, familiar? like things even like, like I'm thinking of you, like XXX and things like, you know, like not that really, but like. I mean, it's hard to explain, but he'd been like going to get, try to put this movie together and she was writing and being like, go get me my movie. And I was like, and I had written him about the same meeting. Like, I hope you have a lovely time today. I hope everything goes well. I hope you like get and achieve your dreams. I mean, it's just, so like when I read this I kind of like, totally <laughs> get that. go get me my movie. It's so familiar. It's, yes, like disgusting. it's so familiar. It made Ew. me feel insane. If I had read that, I'd be like, oh, it's like you're punching the stomach. Like, go get me my movie. Meanwhile, you're like, oh, I'm just trying to say the right thing. So I don't get mad at me. <laughs> I want to be supportive, exactly. but not too like, you know, make yes, me. It's not, it's not about me. It's, it's about, about you. Me, it's about I'm just Be respectful. Oh my god, god. dude! A hundred percent. So annoying. Yeah. Anyway. So I was like, oh my god. Five like, months in, you're not even pregnant yet. And so, yeah. I mean, oh my god. I'm trying to remember if I was or not. I guess I, I, I think I was actually. I think it was maybe six months. It was right at the same time because I find that okay. I'm trying to remember the timeline of him doing this play. It might not have been, I might not have been okay. pregnant at this point. But the thing that was really crazy about that time was that he didn't realize. I mean, he's made a lot of mistakes. He didn't realize that his uh, text messages from his phone were linked up to the iPad that was at home. Rookie mistake. Rookie Classic mistake, man. Rookie mistake. <laughs> I mean... Sorry, I'm trying but to... like, <laughs> let's be real. I know. He actually didn't realize that that was happening. Thank God and men are so, so stupid sometimes. Seriously. Anyway, Thank you, going. universe. Yeah. Um, but so, like, I was at home with our daughter, and she would be, like, playing games on it, and it would just be like, ding, ding, ding. 
And I was like, what the F is happening? And she kept being like, and it would freeze her game every time. Yeah. So this is how I first discovered how common they were. Because then I was like, what is happening? And I opened the text messages and there was this chat log. And so I just watched him do it for like a few weeks and, and I couldn't figure out what to do because he's like my new husband and I'm like, everything's being shattered for me in a certain respect. And I had just come from sort of like a high profile, really scary situation that I'd been like protecting myself from. And like, I knew the outcome that was going to happen was going to happen well before anyone else did. And so I'd been like really terrified about it. So I was like, oh my God, I can't have another dramatic breakup. Like I can't do, I was literally panicking because I'm like, I just threw my lot in with this man. I just very publicly got married. I let him adopt my daughter. Like I'm so in a hundred percent. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Because like now I'm going to be the crazy one if I step out. Like I've got to make this work. Like I've got to show people that I am like a normal, like functioning woman who can make uh, sane decisions and run her life. And make it work. And make it work. Yeah. So I had this investment level that I think the average woman wouldn't have had. And so I finally confronted him about all these text messages on the iPad and and I didn't even confront him first. I said, I know you've been texting with her. And he so, he completely denied it so well to my face that at one point as he was like, you're my woman, like all this stuff to me, I would never do that. Looking at me in the eyes with such sincerity, I literally was like, oh my God, I'm terrified right now because I have the text messages on the iPad in my other hand. And if I hadn't looked at those with my own eyes... I would completely 100% believe him. Yeah. And so even when I confronted him, I was like, I, Logan, I have the text messages on the iPad. I watched his face go like, because oh, he didn't realize that they were linked. Because this was new. Like, remember, this was in like, whatever, 2013. That had just, it was like just a that new thing. That was a new, yeah. It now people know thing. that. Now people yeah. know that. Now, now that probably wouldn't work. Yeah. But, um, but, oh, so he was just like, giving an Academy Award winning performance, not knowing you had text. You're I like, was just, he's such a good liar, honestly, oh that like as he, as he snowed me to my face, I literally had the scary realization that like, Ooh, I wouldn't have known without the proof. And then, and then there would be many more times, of course, where I wouldn't know without the proof. And you know what I mean? Like, cause there's no proof. Cause there's no proof. Yeah. And you know, I mean, look, there's been other times, there's been other co-stars there's been girls on Instagram where I've caught him in messaging situations that were very inappropriate. Did you go through his phone ever? A hundred percent. Okay. Well, yeah. Every, every girl I know goes through their boyfriend's phone or husband's phone. Well, yeah. And the other thing is when this is happening to you, it makes you so crazy. I started feeling like I was running interference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I started feeling like I was at a control center being like, got to keep everything. Gotta keep... And because yeah. when he knew I was in all his stuff, like I was looking at something about, he did keep his nose cleaner or at least he had to try harder or at least he had to hide more. You know what I mean? Like, oh um, because basically in this last like kind of six months or whatever, I had been like, fuck it. I just can't do it anymore. I don't have the energy to look it's at his text messages. I don't have the energy to look at his Instagram. I don't care about looking at his emails. I just don't care. You know, like I can't do it anymore. I'm going to just, whatever happens, happens. And it's amazing how quickly the wheels came off the cart. What do you mean? I mean, just like how quickly when you stopped. When I stopped, like how, I mean, he's definitely been with at least two women in the past like six months that I know of. And that's when you, because in the time that you stopped, he was like, yeah, I mean, well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it was like, you oh. know what I mean? Like when it kind of became, so that's all, it, it just, I, I actually believe it probably would have unraveled way earlier. And there probably been a lot less anger in their marriage. Like he was constantly furious at me because I was preventing him from doing exactly what he wanted to do, oh. you know, and like, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep it macro instead of going micro because the micro is like, you micro know. Micro will be here for 10 hours. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I, and what I really wanted to do, yeah, was like to talk about the idea just that like if you're in it, 
you can get out of it. And be okay. And be okay. Be better than okay. Yeah. You really can. I mean, and I didn't know this. I did not know this like three weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't know this. I was terrified. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. I was scared. I was scared. I was living in like fear and I knew I was being lied to and I was like panicked all the time about what was going to happen to me in the future. And now I'm in the future. And I, I literally don't know what I'm going to do on a day-to-day. You know what I mean? Like in terms of what I'm going to say yes to or who I'm going to see or, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to be in the moment because it's... You're you again. I'm me again. But you're you again. You said it's a beautiful thing where you're like on your... Wait, what did you say? You said oh, on, on my your... worst day as myself is better than the best day with a narcissist and a pathological liar. Yeah. And it's true because I, I know me. Like I can trust myself and I don't have that knot in my stomach every day anymore. Yeah. And if you're having that, you don't have to live that way. That means you're being gaslit and you can just leave. And if you feel the need to control and like to, to the, the, the energy it takes, I know what you're talking about where it's like, oh my God, you got to, you're helicoptering. Yeah, yes. You're, you're helicoptering and you're trying to control an out of control situation and like monitor all this stuff. And that's so depleting. And then it keeps you from you and your life and your energy. But, and oh God, it's the worst thing in the entire world. And I, and I, and just to touch on it, because again, you can see it in the YouTube when you tell the story, but like you're in the relationship. It's, I don't know how many years you're in it uh, at this point where he did put his hands on your neck. You're fighting. You thought he was fighting. You thought he was cheating well, on you. that wasn't the first time. That wasn't the first time that no. what? That he touched you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, that's for you to get into, but I'm just going to quote what I, yes. like, cause I thought it was such an important thing that you said where, you know, he put his hands on your neck. You were, you're, you know, accusing him of, having an affair with a co-star because you just your gut and he was denying it. Mm-hmm. He put his hands on your neck and you were just so miserable. You swallowed a bunch of pills. Mm-hmm. You got in the bathtub. You thought you were just going to drift away. And then you realize like, oh my God, you've got these two beautiful kids. You can't do that. Like mm-hmm. you can't do that. You're so miserable. You wanted to just drift away. Yeah, like worthless is really you more felt, than miserable. Worthless. You felt worthless. Worthless. You trapped and worthless. You're in, in, this, oh, in this relationship. God. Your whole identity is wrapped up in this relationship that you know is yes. bad for you. But to get yes. out of it, you wouldn't have an identity. But oh, then by God, the grace, Alexi. but like by the grace of God, you were like, oh my God, my children. And it's so true. It's, and you know, and you got out of the bathtub and you told Logan, call 911. Yep. And when the ambulance driver, you know, they, they show up and they said, they said, did, did he put your hands on you? And you covered for your, for Logan yeah. and you said, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Because that's another woman kind of a female thing to do is to like want to cover, want to protect. Cause you know, you, well, cause you're keeping your him. image, right? Keeping like your image. You're, yeah. And when in it, that moment I wasn't ready to break apart my household. Cause that's what have happened. So like hope because he's public as well. You know, they would have arrested him right there. So then what happens? Like our two kids are just like wandering around this Airbnb and like I'm off to the hospital and he's being arrested. And like, no. you can't, I mean, it, it was too much for me to bear mentally. I wasn't going to be able to do that. And, you know, like, and I, and I, and I don't advocate that it necessarily has to always be dramatic in that way. Like, you know, and again, make the decisions that are going to be right for you, but just know, like, I mean, and, and that's what I wanted to say too, is like, you will get out when you're ready. If you work towards getting out, it will just happen. I talked to our old therapist today and he was like, he kind of almost like, he's like, I wish that we were having an in-person session because we were on the phone. He said, you could see that I have tears in my eyes. I'm so proud of you. I knew you were going to have the strength. I just prayed you would do it like before, you know, it was not too late, but like too late. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, I was going to be in this and he was going to be doing the same thing and I forever. would forever. Yeah. 
forever. And I would have signed up for something that I never started out wanting or intending. And all of my best efforts and my best faith that I had put forward would have all wound up being used against me. And I would have really lost myself because I was right at that place. And I think that that's why I am where I am now because my survivor's instinct kicked in and was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Like, get it together. We're out of here. We're out of here. Shove me out that door. And I was like... I'm myself again. And I, I really, I've really been like living in that idea. Like I really, I really do feel like I don't mean to be dramatic, but it does feel like I escaped in a lot of ways. I really, and maybe it's just even escaping the mental state I was living in because it really was like that idea of feeling like so much fear about casting off this perfect picture and what I had made like my defining identity because I'd given up again, like I said, so much myself. I've even given up like the last seven years that I could have been working towards my own goals. I've been much, because I've been putting so much of my energy into this man, pleasing him, making him happy, like cooking gourmet meals, keeping everything, like doing all the things to make it as easy as possible for him to stay. Yeah. And now I don't have to expend any of that work uh, energy and work, you know, ethic towards one one person. Now it's for you and for your kids. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. now it must be so much nicer for them because it's like there isn't going to be this like psychic toxic cloud over oh, your head. Oh, and there's no like anger in the house. There's no like explosive anger anymore. Yeah. Like there's no one like who's coming home and super displeased with everything because their career isn't where they want it to be. You know, like everyone has to be punished because of it. It and then all that's gone. Yeah. Like they were having an argument this morning over who gets to open one of Tennessee's birthday presents. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that was the big debate this morning. And it had, we had to, ex- I had to explain like with the nanny, my nanny Ada, who only speaks Spanish, so the kids have like some ability to be bilingual because well, I nice. speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, we were like explaining to them that they're Tennessee's presents, and so he gets to open them, and that was like the big drama. That's this how morning. it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So if it, it's definitely like, you know. And, and I think that's the other thing is like being on your own and doing things where it's your own prerogative and your own decision making, it feels scary as an abstract concept when you're in that kind of a relationship and you're like, what will I do by myself? I'm so used to And here, wait, I have an answer. You will have fun by yourself. Because all of a sudden you're like, what music do I want to listen to? Do I want to leave the patio door open? Maybe I'm going to leave that dish there. Like, yeah, guys, you can watch another episode of Teen Titans. Like you are like doing it. You can do it. And like, you are a fun person. You are, you're just being held down and pressed and like being forced into these emotions that like nobody would be stable and calm in constant anxiety and fear and being gaslit. Like, being gaslit into the point of almost insanity. Why do you think he would want, like, oh my God, it, we're podcasting. I feel like every podcast I have lately is... Uh, no, I it's like a, they're, they're having a party next they're door. They're having a party <laughs> in the hallway outside of... We'll uh, go outside and visit them I after this. I can't believe this. Jesus. Um, why would he... I don't understand the motives. Why would he want to be in a relationship and act this way? Because if so soon in, like five or six months in, he's he's messing around. What the fuck? What is that about? I don't know. I mean, I think I don't understand the narcissist personality totally. I should probably read more about it. But I think a lot of it too is like, even if he wasn't necessarily messing around five months in, it was the beginning of the idea of the breaking of trust. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know for sure when the physical... Yeah, inappropriate. Exactly. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Exactly. Thank you. Can I say this too? Thank you for validating that because every time I've ever brought this up to him, he's been like, you're so insane. That has nothing to do with anything. And it's it's so nice to hear another woman be like, yeah, Yeah. that's fucking disrespectful. How like casual and familiar 
this woman was with my freaking yeah. husband when I was being like super courteous and like really respectful and like towing the line and like yeah who is this for? It's, thank you it's bizarre of course thank you. I would make me and every every woman listening and any well, Lexi, man who's in a relationship thank you Alexi. yeah I appreciate that I appreciate yeah. that you just gave me a little nugget that yeah. like, like I put it on that little tiny wound and the solve just made it feel better good so thank you yeah you're welcome. um I don't know I think it's a lot about like I think it's a lot about just having control and I think the idea that like because they're the most important person in the room and in the dynamic, you know, they, he wanted to be able to do whatever he wanted. He wasn't, we aren't equitable. It's not a 50, 50 situation. I'm not his equal. I'm not in his mind. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think, I think that that's what it is. It's they need a foil as well that can be the receptacle of all of the ugly feelings that they have. Oh, that makes sense. You know, and so that's what I was a lot. And so it's hard to like, and of course you don't only want, if you're like completely trashing this person constantly and like treating them terribly behind closed doors and like yelling at them and braiding them and breaking them, you aren't going to want to only fuck them. You know what I mean? Like it's not an attractive situation in a lot of ways, like um, what's been created, you know, like... And, and because the narcissist needs to feel like they're the center of attention, you know, cause that's what he was doing a lot with this one girl that I had called out on Instagram. I really don't want to say her name, so I'm you don't just going to call yeah. her out on Instagram. But like, I know when I talked to her, she had told me that like they were taking long walks and having coffee and he was essentially like pontificating about like his childhood and like his dad and like his time in the theater. And I'm like, right. He wanted to like, he's a 42 year old dad at home with two kids and a wife and I'm calling and being like, are you going to take our son to T-ball or am I? And then I'll make chicken casserole and can we watch a movie tonight? And like he wants to walk around and like pontificate about himself and like hear himself talk with this girl who's like readily impressed by the fact that he's an actor because she's been here for like two years and met like two people. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, totally. she's like, oh my wow. God, he's an actor. You know Amazing. what I mean? And you're like, oh my God, stay yeah. here for 10 more minutes yeah, and you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be over it. You'll be over it. You'll hate all actors, <laughs> no, you know? No, Even like, if you are an actor, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, like, and just the idea that I was like, God, the audacity, like that's really what it was. Like, and telling me like, okay, I have to go to a director's meeting, so I'm going to be gone and like, I'm like, okay, great. I'll like, I'll take him to T-ball and like, I'll, and then I'll pick up the stuff on the way home and like, I'll start dinner and like, what time do you think you're going to be back? You know, like I, I as a partner, I just did more. Yeah. I just picked up the slack more, not realizing of course that I was like allowing for time to sort of like take around. Well, yeah, but how could you know you were being lied to? You know what I mean? Yes. Forgive yourself. Be I gentle do. I yourself. do. I yeah. mean, I'm not mad at myself about it because I couldn't have gotten out on early. I had to know this marriage was trash yeah. to throw it away. Period. If I could find, I was, go, I went through every last bit, like every rotten banana peel. I opened like every old burger. I was like, I'm, I'm positive. I'm not throwing away anything valuable. Yeah. Am I sure there's not a ring in here? Like positive. There's not one thing that I put in the trash accidentally. Yeah. And I got to the end of that bag. And that was like the moment I looked at those surveillance photos Oof. and I was like, nope, ain't nothing worth any value in this. Yeah. Out it goes. I interviewed this woman named Pat Allen. Uh, I don't know if you've oh, heard yes, of her. She wrote she wrote a book called uh, called Getting to I Do, which is about like male and female energy. It's not about getting yes, married. But yes, yes, I know of her. So then I had her on the podcast. Amazing, and she's like she's an older woman, and she's such a badass and very intense. And I remember like because I I suffer from like terrible trust issues for whatever reason, daddy yes. issues, past relationships, whatever. But uh, and I was talking, I was asking her about like oh what what her thoughts are on on checking a guy's phone or like and and all this stuff. And she was like, hire a private investigator. And I, I thought she was joking. And I was like, yeah, 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 seriously. But like, and she went, 
No, I'm serious. If you feel oh, like like her. you can't, if your if your gut is legitimately telling wow. you, she goes, don't go through his phone because it will make you look psychotic, you know. And I don't like that she puts that that name or label like no, crazy. No, but I get it. I get it. She goes, then you're not doing it. Somebody else is doing it, and they're bringing it to you. So you're like, oh, it's been brought to. You. It's just a a, a classier oh. way to do it, but it's expensive. It's way cheaper to go through somebody's phone and stuff. But uh, but yeah. So when I found and this was like maybe a year ago or something oh when, when I had her on the podcast, but I always thought that was so funny how serious she was about hiring a, a, She's a right. PI. And then when you did it, I was like, holy shit. And, and how much did you, you said you're paying for peace of mind and it was how much a day? It was like $400 a day. Yeah. And you hired, so what happened the first day? What happened? How many days did you do it? Two days. Okay. I only did it two days because I was like, that seems like a reasonable amount of money. I know it's still expensive in the general world, yeah. but like not to know the answer to something that had plagued me for eight years. To give you peace of mind. Yeah, not for peace it, of mind. Like not for peace of mind and put it on a credit card. Yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah. So, um, so it was just, it was like... Um, you call them up. Is it a guy or a girl? I called up the company and it was actually... I, I think they're called like Super Eye. Super Eye? I'm going to like call them out right now because like they're actually awesome. Great. And it was like some automated thing that was like, I I did it. They were like, your peace of mind is our top priority. Like for investigations, press two. And I was Ah! like, two. You know what I mean? And they were like, please hold while we connect you to assistant for investigations. You know what I mean? And they'd be like, and then, you know, they're like, hello, investigations. Yeah. And I'm like, hi. I want um, I don't know how to do this. I want to like I want to um I want to like have a private investigator follow my husband cuz I think he's cheating on me. And they were like, "Okay, no problem. We're going to send you a form like you know like and they take down all your information and they like send you a thing to fill out like the dossier with like all, you know license plate numbers and makes of the car and description and whatever." Which was easy on this one cuz I got to be like, "Just Google him." Oh yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, it felt, it did, it felt wild. Like, I like saying that word because I don't like saying the word crazy. And like, wild feels like just something so outside of what you would ever mentally comprehend. It's like a movie. I love it. Yeah. I'm I watching totally this movie. Felt wild. Yeah. And, and, um, and so it was actually interesting too because like I, I kind of slept well for both days just because I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like they're going to tell me. They'll figure it out. I don't have to keep the watch. Oh, yeah. You don't, don't have, have to, to keep the watch. I don't like, have to keep the watch. The energy being yeah. exerted, not for you. It's for them now. Yeah, Good. exactly. I just gave it to them and I was like, they're going to figure it out. They were super pros. They were like, yeah, well, we got this. We'll know, you'll know. Yeah. We'll let you know. I'm like, okay. And, um, and I mean, that was the thing. The first night, the couple of times I had checked and he was on the WhatsApp online. And I was like, "What is happening on WhatsApp?" By the way, it's just well, it's just so the, the messaging they service. Use WhatsApp. The this reason is, you would use it is because it has end-to-end encryption. So this is why, like Jared Kushner used it to talk to the people in Israel. So it has like end-to-end encryption as an option. You have to turn it on. But if you do, you have to enter this like sixteen-digit code that has to be given to you by the other person on the other end of the communication, and it encrypts your chat, meaning that like it can't be viewed by anybody else except the other person with that exact device. Wow. And like anything you send can't be traced sort of like on in the, in the, in the airwaves, like in the ether, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and that like, for instance, if there was an iPad that was still active at home, it would never sync up to it. Cause like the WhatsApp is only talking to the other device with the same encrypted code. But you could see it if you got on his phone and no. went into his So the WhatsApp. one thing about WhatsApp, no. What? No. 
The only thing about WhatsApp, the what the reason I knew this is because I had when I had seen all these, I'd found like an illicit text chat with this girl on WhatsApp. And so I like messaged him on WhatsApp when I saw it and was like, what the hell is this? This is, is so dirty. I can't believe you go out like this. I'm so bummed you're this person. And because I'd done that, it opened a chat with him because he was one of my contacts, even though he never responded to it. When you open a chat with someone, it will alert you as the other chat member when that person goes online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it will just give you like a little black notification that says like online. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So that's how I could see it. But I could, I kept seeing him go online, online. And I was like, and I was literally like Googling like, does WhatsApp say you're online if you're not online? Because I was like, how can he be online oh this God. much? I thought he was like writing a script and he's like too busy to talk to the kids for more than five minutes. And yeah. like, we haven't even spoken because he's like focused on his script. So I was like, it must be a, a mistake, you know? Yeah. And and it wasn't. And the PIs are looking at the stuff. You're still checking the WhatsApp. He's on the WhatsApp. I was. I looked at the WhatsApp a bunch. So then when they called me the next morning, because they did like a daily check-in and they were like, you know, oh, there was nothing. He was at his motel all night, but he was alone and blah, blah, blah. Are you sure you want to do another night? Or, you know, you're good. We feel like you're good. Wow. And I just was like, because the WhatsApp had been on so much, I was like, because mm, in my mind, I'm like, no, if he's talking to someone on WhatsApp, then they're not in Together. the motel room. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, let's just do one more night. Let's just do one more night. And they're like, okay, up to you. We can do one more night. Yeah. But no problem. And, and then the following morning, they called. And the guy was like, oh, I really hate to tell you this. I'm really sorry. And I was like, ugh. And he was like, but you're right. There was a girl. He took her to dinner. Sushi dinner. And then he took her to the motel. And he's like, I finally called my guys off at like, you know, two in the morning. And he was like, I let them stay an extra hour. And they never came out of the motel room. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I've got photos. I'll send them now. And I'm like, okay. So he texted them to me. And I opened them up. And this was the thing that I thought was so surprising. And I I did say this in my talk, but like the relief. I had never imagined feeling relief. When I imagined that moment, when I called the private investigator, like if I found out the truth, I had always thought I would like double over in pain and like it would be a gut punch and I would burst into tears. Like I, I couldn't even let myself picture it. Um, and then when it happened, I felt relieved and that's why I repeated that. Cause I was like, that feeling was something I never imagined that surprised me like endlessly. Like I was like, Oh my God, I, because I immediately was like, Oh, I'm not crazy. And this has been bullshit for such a long time. Yeah. And now I don't have to do it anymore. Now I, it was literally, like I said, it was like getting to the end of the bag and realizing that it's, there's nothing worth val- a value in it. Yeah. And that was the only way I was going to get out of my situation because I had invested, as I've said, so much of my time and my identity and my life and like my career and all of it for this person to please this man, to keep this family together, to have the picture because I didn't want to do this to my kids. And to be honest, my kids are going to be in a way better place. Like my daughter was even getting to a place because he was pretty disrespectful of me within the home, like dismissive. My daughter was starting to be dismissive towards me. And I was starting to be like, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Like he would call me teenager all the time in the house, you know, like, oh, you're just a teenager. Like, you you know, like the demeaning, the demeaning, the constant devaluation. And my daughter was starting to do it. And I had to be like, hey, you aren't allowed to talk to me that way. But that doesn't carry a lot of weight if I'm letting her father talk to me like that in front of her. So the one thing, I mean, the kids are pretty protected. Our son doesn't know anything. He just thinks, you know, his dad's away at work because he's five and doesn't need any more information. Our daughter knows more than that because unfortunately the teacher was involved. But 
she's starting to respect me. Like in a way where I'm like, she's into me all of a sudden. Like the she was daughter, sitting in the your car daughter? with me. Yeah, the other day. And she's always, always, always had like only one ear pierce and was like, I like my one ear pierce. I don't like that you have two ear pierces. I should have said this to me a while ago. And I was like, okay. And we're in the car the other day and she looked at me and she was like, hey, mom. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I want to get two ear pierces just like you. And I was like, okay, baby, whatever you want to do when you get older. <sighs> and I have, a, I have a tattoo on my wrist. It says dignity and it has like a pussy willow on it. You know, like, and... uh she like came home from school today. We were eating dinner with my parents and she like put her wrist out and she had drawn like the same flower in like the same spot on her wrist with yeah. pen. And I'll post the picture actually on my Instagram story because it was really cute. And I, I was really touched and I was like, and she keeps saying to me, it's going to be okay, mama, because you know what you are. And then she makes like the strong arm. She goes, you're a strong single mama. And I'm like, you're right, baby, I am. And like, she is having my daughter's respect has been um, like one of the most unexpected gifts out of this and has felt really amazing. Like I, 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 my daughter respects me and I realized that she had been starting not to. Oh my God. And, and that's the other thing I say, like, I, you know, like it's, there's just so many gifts on the other side of this. There's so many gifts waiting for you outside of that sort of desperate anxiety written gaslit situation that we as women get into to like keep this man happy and keep this marriage and like keep quiet about the cheating. And and none of it is worth anything in comparison to getting yourself back. Getting yourself back, liking yourself. Liking yourself. You can like yourself. Yeah. Who cares if that person doesn't like you? Yeah. You can like you. You're so right. And what kind of person is, a, is, is the type of person who would say, oh, you're this age and nobody's going to want you and blah, blah. Like we already feel that way as women because of society and all this cultural pressure, blah, blah, blah. You're going to age out of this and that. I mean, you already have beautiful children. You've had kids. Like, but it's like, and you look gorgeous. You look like a teenager. I mean, you do look like a teenager. Not, not, <laughs> not, not, I'm not calling you a teenager. Like, you act like one. It's partly but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's uh, well, and that's the thing, and is, you don't have to be scared. No, there's, and I don't fine. accept that. I yeah. like, I don't think of myself like that. So he would say that to me. Like, I guess the one thing that I did that did also save me too is my stubbornness. I'm really stubborn. Good. Like, I have, I definitely have my set of beliefs, and I don't like when people tell me differently. So I'd be like, no, I don't, because my mom doesn't think of herself like that, and my mom has aged better than like any woman I've ever met. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's why I'm aging so well because in my head I'm like, oh, I'm useful forever. I'm yes, a teen, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, my mom says that to me all the time. My mom has a mantra and she says it to herself in the mirror like you are young beautiful bright strong smart good you know like she tells herself those things in the mirror in the morning and she's and I mean it feels silly like we're always like you need to do it too and I'm like mom Uh, Um, and it doesn't mean I won't ever of course it's my mother but you know like I don't accept those things about myself and so it was like it was like he was also lighting little fires within me that I didn't realize because he was getting up against my like stubbornness. He was like getting up against that, like the girl that was still inside there, that woman that like has still her fire and like has respect for herself. And I will say like, I don't have to, I don't live with anyone who's angry anymore. And I don't, I don't have to be around someone who doesn't like me. And by the way, it, they're not that fun. Logan was not fun. Logan, if you're listening to this, you are not fun. You're not fun. You're, you're a bummer, fun. you jerk. You're okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's Alexi. No. I'm into it. I don't like these stories I'm hearing about you. They sound pretty shitty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like, I'm way more fun. Like, I, like, I really like my own company. Yeah. And all the people that I have in my life are fucking amazing 
pockets of wonderful human that I'm like, oh, I've kept all the great people. Like yeah. so many interesting, wonderful, intricate people that I get to spend time with now instead of trying to please someone who ultimately didn't like me anyway. Locked in this box. Yeah, locked in a box. He locked some- you in a box. You locked yourself in I a box. I too. Yes. And that's the thing is I'm not a victim and I'm not a wash and self-pity. You just woke up. Because I woke up and I was doing it to myself too. So like I'm, that was my participation in my part. Oh, like, I've done it a million times. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, because we sign up for it. And you know what? I got out when I was ready. And so that's the other thing is like, but you know, I'd thought about it for a lot longer than it took the amount of time it took me to actually do it. It's scary to leave when you're used to something because it's like your yes. arms being chopped off. It's familiar. You're like, oh God, even though it's bad, at least I know this bad. A hundred percent. It feels like there's stability in the in the badness. Because it's sometimes it's scary where you, you think, oh God, then but somebody else will probably be just as bad or or, right. or blah, blah. And you, it's just like, I don't know. This is like the, the misery I know, you know, the dysfunction I know is better than meeting another person who knows what that bullshit will be about. Yeah, it's such a weird thing what the mind does to you, but it's a... Uh, but yeah, no matter, I don't know. Yeah, you're fine. You're going to be fine. You are fine. You're happy. I you're am. light. You're free. You came home to yourself. Like I you did. let yourself out of the box. Yes. You untethered yourself from this fucking narcissist dick. And like, <laughs> it's it's exciting. It's actually exciting. I feel super excited. I'm like, I really, I, I like my woman. I haven't, I haven't met her in a really long time and I haven't spent time with her in a long time. Yeah. And, and... I feel good about myself. Like I'm like, I feel really confident. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and I don't need to know. You know what I mean? Like, but I know that the direction I'm leaning in. Yeah. I'm leaning into my gut now. I'm leaning into like what makes me me. I'm really excited. I have a short film that's going to be finished on the 26th of April that I did with this actor who's really epic. His name is Ronan Rubenstein. Oh my God. He's, do you know Ronan? No, but I'm just proud of you that you fucking, you made something. Oh, he's really great. Oh, he's, he's so great. And this, the director Philip is, is new. He's young. He's uh, Russian, but he's lovely. And I'm super excited to see it. Despite the fact that he's Russian, he's lovely. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He's lovely. (laughs) Good style. Yeah. Um, Oh God. And, uh, yeah, like that'll be at the end of the month and I'm going to, I'm my art uh, website will go up. That's diangata.art and it's going to be like prints will be for sale and paintings will be for sale. And I was going to ask you what's next. Like, what do you, yeah, this uh, is what I'm trying next. to find a comfortable and pose. You guys can't see me. I'm like, I'm like, I look like a 70, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm no, you're killing like, it. I'm you're killing it. With you. I'm you're like, like oh. an American apparel ad right now. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. I'm, I'm like, oh, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, but I was going to ask you like, what's next, what you want. Well, and then the other thing is I do have a project, um, with family style, which is, um, a production company that uh, Matt Manfredi, Phil Hay, and Karan Kasama have. Oh, wow. And we have the project Bad Behavior there, which is the book uh, written by Mary Gateskill that's a New York Times bestseller uh, that I optioned. So that's we're working together, and Karin would direct this project, which we're hoping for it to be a television show. Oh, my God. So it's in development at Family Style. And... Um, yeah, and I'm really excited. I mean, there's nobody more badass than Karan Kasama, really, truly. And... Uh, and Mary Gateskill as well. Like I actually just texted with Mary yesterday, which always feels really cool when Mary texts me. Cause I'm like, Oh, Hey, Mary Gateskill. What's up? Do you know what's happening? Um, not in my personal life. I don't think so. Um, Yeah. She doesn't need to, Yeah, but in terms of like where the, where the project is. Yes. And, and big fan of the podcast. Just kidding. She might be. No, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, she's, she's pretty amazing too. And, and so like, so yeah, I mean, these were the things I was still doing while I was in it slowly, slowly cobbling things together. And now I'm like, hey, look, I set myself up. I did. I was slowly, I was already doing these things without realizing that I was going to give myself a platform to stand on when I left. Yeah. And, I, and I've been diligent. Like I have been making my art 
after the kids go to bed at night. I make myself do it. I was making myself do it for the last like two years. I was like, even if you're tired, you have to do it. You have to do it because it felt like my salvation. It felt like my 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 hope item, my hope item on my way out. Yeah, and that's how bad behavior feels, and that's how the short feels. And I'm like, everything feels like it's unfurling in front of me. I'm here on your podcast. Here on my podcast. I'm here on your podcast. On my couch, living yep. life. So you're you're a mother of two. Yeah, uh, an actress, a creator, a painter. Yeah, you're making. You're producing. Do you even want to date ever again? Or we're not even going there. I mean, do you see... Yeah, I haven't even... I Like, that's the thing is I can't... Do you even think... I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly am not think, thinking that far ahead. I mean, I don't think you were, but I'm still I'm forcing you to. I mean, no, but I mean, in 10 years from now, what do you want? Ah, oh, wow. Um, oh, you told me enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I feel... I <laughs> is feel, that enough, you guys? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a 10-year plan. You don't have a 10... Yeah. I want to be wildly successful, very happy... I want my children to be thriving. And if there is a man in my life, he's going to be the dopest one. Like my teammate and a fucking partner and someone who supports me that I support where we like fucking high five when we exit the door and we're like, let's get this for each other. Yeah. Like, let's go out there and do good. I mean, that's what I want. That's that's what I see. Trustworthy, Trustworthy. kind, respectful. Yes. Yeah. Means what he says. Talented. Like, yeah. Like in like funny bringing stuff to the table. Yeah. Engaged. No more actors. No more actors. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, I'm just like, I, I'm so mad. I never say never. Now. You never know. I know, I know. Oh, look at and you. I, are an optimist. You are I, such so an well, optimist. I've dated some really good actors. I know, I'm just teasing. I've dated some actors who are really lovely and wonderful and, yeah. you know, things don't work out because of youth and whatever else. But yeah. like, look at me getting all bitter. Like, I'm, I'm all like, oh yeah, fuck I actors. Good. I'm the optimist, man. I, can optimist. Re- I, can, I will regroup. Yeah. I'm like, I can go right back to that wellspring and yeah. like, there I am being like, hope and love. Yeah. But that's also why like, yeah, for right now, I'm just, I'm doing me and yeah. it feels good. I don't, I don't need anybody. I'm I know. definitely enough right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already trying to get her. I'm like, oh really? Because I signed you up for Raya and uh, I think, uh, yeah, you're going to have a great time. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh my God. Well, you sound really happy. Thanks. And I felt a bit, bit of me was like, oh my God, if she comes on my podcast, am I exploiting her? Is this that? But like, honestly. And no, I, and I'm, I worried about that too. I don't want to yeah. exploit the personal details of the story yeah. in a salacious manner. I'm not trying to do that, even though I did have to share some certain things. Some details. But you did. Maybe I did. I threw a little mud. Well. A little mud. No, I just sing a little mud. Oh, it's fine. I mean, you were like, <laughs> it's. You zoomed out. You got to the macro. Yes. I ask detailed questions. That's my problem. Not because I'm like trying to f- no, no, no. fuck with you or fuck you up, but I'm like, it's, I, I feel like sometimes I forget that we are recording and we're not like having cocktails or whatever, but... Yes, yet. Oh, yet. Yeah. Yet. Oh, yeah. You can start drinking Yeah, again. we're going for cocktails, me and you. Oh, I hope so. Yes. I hope so. Let's go sit so. on a rooftop in the sun. I would like and that. And drink like a cocktail. I would fucking love that. We're doing that. Okay, good. Yes. I hope so. I haven't seen you in such a long yeah, time. Yeah, we're doing so that. Okay. We're going to do that. Um, And we can get a whole group of your girlfriends together so we, cause, like, we can all... You know, so you, yeah, a group. Let's do that. We've been, yeah, I've been seeing lots of girlfriends. Yeah. I'm like, I have really great girlfriends. Yeah, you included. But and overall, like the main reason I wanted you on here is because it was after I saw your YouTube, and I just there's no doubt, and you've already been people are reaching out to you. Like this is so inspiring. Like thank you. Like just be having the like being so brave to like talk about all this yeah. and not be like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to, oh, maybe it's too scary. Who might get mad at me? And like, even 100%. though he did all these bad things. But yeah, you settled the shit and there are a million other girls. I have been one of them who have been in your situation mm-hmm. 
and you go, oh my God, it's too scary. I don't know. I'm just going to stay because it's just easier to stay. And you're just dead inside and you're dying and you're, and you're floating away and you're just like losing who you are and your whole life flame or, and all your yes. joy. Like, and oh my God, and you got out. And this is so important that you're on this show because it is so fucking inspiring. So there's no explo- exploit <laughs> exploitation. No exploitation. Like forget it. How dare you? I can't, I can't talk. <laughs> it's it's you're not being exploited. You're you're like serving. You're just you're you're being of service. to yes, so many people now. Feels. So thank you for being on yeah, my show. Of and course, being thank so you open. for having me. Um, where are you off to now? I'm actually off to an audition. All right, go live <laughs> your life. Let her live, you jerks. Anyway, um, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Alexi. Bye. Bye.